0: In a world where options are limitless, but time is not. Two heroes take a stand against injustice and overwhelming viewing choices. Starring Jane Ellen and Adam Cravens. A podcast that lets you know what's worth watching and what's not. From the and Oakley Podcast Center, this is Binge or Cringe.
1: Hello and welcome to Binge or Cringe. I'm Jane Ellen. And
0: I'm Adam Cravens.
1: So, I watched something that I knew Absolutely nothing about just for this show, which is what I usually do.
0: I was going to say, that doesn't sound out of the, the ordinary No, you know.
1: it doesn't. But sometimes it's like, oh, well, I want to watch this. I, I see this is coming up. I want to do that. And it really bugs me how on the app, it doesn't say Amazon Prime Video. It says Prime Video. So all the Amazon stuff is under A, but you have to go to P for Prime. It's, it's a first world problem, but I am just...
0: It, it really seems like Amazon would want to keep its name yeah. up front and no. that, you know, branding no. and what have you.
1: Okay, so I watched the first episode of Tales from the Loop. It is an Amazon original. Have you heard anything at all about it?
0: I'm assuming it's about a hula hoop? No. Is that is that the loop? No,
1: nope. nope. It is not. Now, Rotten Tomatoes has given it 70%. And again, I've only seen... One and one of the musical composers is Philip Glass, so that should tell you a little bit what Tales from the Loop is like. So it is artsy, I am not I, opposed yeah, to go. artsy. However, Jim and I watched the whole first episode, and like 10 minutes before it was over, we're like, Oh, nice. Because it took that long for something interesting to happen. And then he said, oh, that's just too slow for me. From from what I gather, it's going to be eight or ten things that happen. And the connection is there is this place called The Loop, and it's an underground thing. And there's, it looks like a, a moon, but it's, it's in a basement, and it makes a thumping noise and you can take pieces off of it that float and then people disappear
0: even getting to the explanation seems a little yes okay All right.
1: so what you have is a 12-ish year old girl and oh by the way there'll be spoilers because you're probably not going to watch it but in the first one you have a it's like
0: so it's kind of an anthology
1: I think it's just different aspects, different times, all around this same town. Okay. That's what I believe it is. And that I think the workplace, which they call The Loop, is going to be – obviously have something to do with it. And there's something weird going on. We don't know what it is. And so this one that I saw, I want to say it's set in late 70s, early 80s-ish – You know, the the green, the avocado green phone, and you have to dial it, an actual (laughs) rotary phone.
0: It's going to confuse a lot of kids. I know. I don't see them
1: going for it. There's no way kid's going to get through it because it was hard for me to get through it. Though, When I see someone's put so much time into something, and it's really well done, I just think maybe I'm a lesser person because maybe I'm not appreciating all the floating stuff. But here's what really ticks me off, and it's my only complaint about Ozark. Really. It's too freaking dark. All right? Not subject matter. I can't see what's happening. Just
0: come that, on. That is a strange problem that seems to be creeping up. Yes. Like it in as much as I also hate the overuse of a steady cam. Like, okay, the Bourne movies. Mhm. I, I really enjoy uh Matt Damon in those yes. films. Like they're a lot of fun. But like there were times when I'm watching like Born Supremacy or Born Ultimatum that I'm just like can can we just lock the camera in place guys like I'm I'm going to get motion sick. By the way, and his I don't, cameo I
1: don't, in the Silent Bob reboot in case you didn't know there was one, but his cameo the best 2 minutes of the movie.
0: I've I I have not seen it, but I have heard what he does <laughs> like in it and and like Matt Matt Damon has an exceptional sense of humor um and uh, it it, inv- it involves his character in in Dogma Loki. Yeah. So um, it's so it's great. I, I, like I said I have I have read that I don't understand I don't know its context in it but it, it really it's just dropped in there. But Matt, Matt Damon's willingness like to poke a little bit fun mm-hmm. at, at himself um kudos. Yeah. Kudos.
1: So in this i found it so distracting where after the first 5 minutes i realized they're going to change the scene and i start saying oh let's show all the lamps in the room that we're not going to turn on and that became a little distracting for me
0: like it just it it derides my like really my i when when i'm watching like a good television show or a good movie like i lose myself in it and i forget that, you know, I'm watching a film, like, I'm just, I'm engaged with it. Mm-hmm. And when you do things like overuse a cam or put bad CGI, or just the the cinematography or lighting is so distracting that I'm just sitting there, like, I can't help but focus on it.
1: Well, I'm going to, well, I'm making this assumption that Jonathan Price, who's not too bad at the acting. No. He is the character who created this whole thing that they call the loop. It's actually called something else but everyone calls it the loop and that's all I can remember cuz it sounds like the hoop and that's a fill thing and whatever. So I'm sure that's
0: not what they're referring to. No, I'm sure. Yeah. It isn't.
1: And uh, so you it starts out with him talking to a woman saying, "I know you stole it, and you have to give it back." "I didn't steal it." And you know, it's, Loretta needs a mother, and you need to pay more attention to her, blah, 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 blah. He's gone. And so you have a woman with an accent who's a scientist, and obviously a very, very smart girl. Very smart. And she's doing stuff and playing chess with her mom, and she's fixing dinner, and her mom is, like, really into science. You might say she's blinded by it.
0: Oh, man, you made the joke before I... (laughs) I was I was trying to get the voice I know. I was trying to get the voice right in my head to do it and you made the joke before I could do the you blinded uh, me. blinded me with science. <laughs>
1: so so you have the mom, and now that I think of it, I don't even know if you get a good look at her face. But anyway, so the girl goes to school, you know, blah like blah she does every day, and then she comes back home and her house is gone. Now mind is, you, it's which is
0: not a thing no. most I mean unless you're you know, Dorothy Gale mm-hmm. in in Kansas, like, I mean, that happens, or that's really the only instance yeah. I can think now, of that, house, to take like that an the house hour. is just gone.
1: Yeah, so that's why I stayed with it, because I really had no idea what what's happening, except a lot of it's really slow, but her house is gone, and so she stays there a while, and then she starts looking, because, you know, she doesn't have a cell phone, and she starts looking, and there's this boy she runs into who's around her age, and he's, of course, throwing rocks at a robot. And uh, she tells him to knock it off because, you know, robots have feelings, and as they walk away, the robot turns and looks at her. But it's more like a really, really big wally type of robot. It's just kind of a, huh, that's going to show up later, but not in this episode. But it's going to show up later,
0: I'm I- sure. I like that we get to characterize it like that. like. <laughs> like and we instant i instantly know what you're talking about like it's not it's not like a zoom type android it's not it's not a terminator <laughs> like it, it, it's not it's a roomba it's not like what robots look like in the 1940s nope. like i, I instant like, yes. why why is it that, that there's so many different like characterizations mm. of ro- like how how do you get that much of a just actually, a actually
1: it almost looked like the Iron Man helmet, but with blue and larger on a giraffe neck. But the mannerisms, if you will, of Wally.
0: Let Let me ask you this: yes. and this is not again directly... the robot
1: really didn't have anything else to do with right, it.
0: Right? But you've you've struck I a really, chord with me. Really,
1: I'm what, interested in it. What
0: kind of robots do you, do you like? Ones that have like almost a humanoid quality to them? Is that creepy? Would you prefer one that's more animalistic? Or do you like kind of ones that you know are like, say, your basic computer? Hmm. What kind of robot do you prefer?
1: Huh. Well... I mean,
0: I'm going to go ahead and just put it out there. My favorite one is either going to be like a Terminator or like an 80s style Transformer. For uh my money, that's where I like to go with robot. I'm not saying it's the right answer. I'm just saying my preferences as a say, a six-year-old child in Optimus Prime or a 12-year-old, 11-year-old boy and seeing Schwarzenegger, you know, come with me if you want to live. Like, yeah. definitely made an impact on me.
1: I am all about a, a Terminator type, um, a good one. I, I'm i not opposed to the Jude Law type either, i got to say. Was, AI. Oh, AI, okay. I was like, he wasn't a Terminator. <laughs> I didn't even uh, consider
0: that, yeah, see? AI as well. Yeah, Kubrick, um, Kubrick, and Spielberg's AI. Yeah.
1: So, I think the ones that interest me the most are this type of robot because you know they're a robot and they're a bunch of different pieces all Frankenstein together, and I find something okay, appealing that is, about it.
0: That is fun. Like, oh, and I for two thousand and one yeah. forgot for that type forgot that type of robot. But yeah, I do. I I do like the Frankenstein aspect of really any time you Frankenstein it. Like, and I will joke like with my kids that I'm gonna give them robot arms while they're sleeping or like just stuff like that. And I'm gonna be like, "Hey, what kind of robot arm do you want?" They're like, "Wait, what?" <laughs> and but and one of them actually like. I, I guess took me more seriously than they should. And I'm, I'm, I'm the parent and I'm an adult. So, Whatever. um,
1: That never stopped me.
0: Right, right, right. But like they, they believe me. Huh. So like when I say things like I'm going to give you a robot arm and like, you don't have the benefit of say being like 17 and just be like, dad's dumb. You can't. Oddly enough, there's a robot arm in this. Like, but they're sitting there like just a going, really
1: sophisticated robot arm like they're thinking, that's never explained. Is dad
0: going to like Target? Do they have robot arms there? Like what? You know what? I'm six. I don't know a lot of things. Are robot arms real?
1: You're listening to Binge or Cringe brought to you by Hinson Oakley Family Dentistry. Jane Allen talking with Adam Cravens. And this is Tales from the Loop, a new TV show on Amazon Prime. And so you have a girl, she's in the snow, loses her house, boy throwing stones at Robot, Robot likes her, obviously. You can see he's going to protect her somehow, but not in this episode. So they walk around a bit and they go, well, um, well, let's go to my house because I, I don't know where your mom is. Let's go to my house and I'll tell my mom. So we go to his house to tell his mom, but she the grown-ups are talking she's talking to Jonathan Price <gasps> just like the girl's mom was in the very first scene huh and they don't want to listen to the kid so they totally blow him off and so he says well, I don't know. and she goes well she works at the loop we'll just go over there and they ask for her, and the guy goes nobody by that name works here it's like
0: what
1: crazy
0: i I love that you and I dump on things that are so esoteric <laughs> that we're just like why can't they why can't they be more basic but if you get to a procedural we're just like yeah Sometimes I think it's difficult to please us. It, like, I think it is. If if you know there's a major studio executive, they're just like, oh, how do I make them <laughs> happy? <laughs> I gave you esoteric. I gave you robots. I you guys love robots. I know that. I've listened uh, to this podcast. I'm like But, I but want to slow, see more of the robot. and Order. Blah blah blah. Or, mm. or any of any of those type of shows. C S I.
1: So, my by the way. Except for the fireplace, no lights anywhere work, apparently, so she I'm telling you the whole thing because you're not going to watch it anyway um so they're walking around they go by a house, and the little boy and they're like the same age she goes oh that's a that's a haunted house and she goes, "What's well, going in it and in the haunted house, it looks like dust is floating up. With a Spielberg yes, a Spielberg light on it and the dust is floating up.
0: That dude does love some mm-hmm. some backlit. Yeah. Like, oh my goodness.
1: So I don't really know what was happening there other than he goes, see, I told you, haunted and I went, like, Huh. Okay. So then
0: which is not my like I'm not even a particularly superstitious person but like if you're just like oh yeah man we're really tired we've still got 12 hours to go on our trip we should stay there oh that hotel is haunted then I'm just like well then we're going to the motel 6 yeah okay yeah, precisely that's, that's what we're doing I'm not I'm not staying at the haunted one I'm not afraid of black cats I will walk underneath ladders I will break windows or or no mirrors you can break windows. That's fine. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing happens. Like, witches don't appear and stuff when you break windows. But I'm not staying in that. I mean, in the possibility that there is, I'm just sitting there going, well, what if I am wrong about it? And Ghostbusters was telling us the truth. Yeah, what if? I should probably just stay away from that just in case. Just in so, case. So,
1: it just so happens that when she was at the house, his brother happens to read something that makes her think of something. Because Why not? And so he reads this bit of science, and she goes running off to some other place, which appears to be a bar, and walks in, sees her mom, hugs her mom, and says,
0: it's not her mom.
1: And so, not her mom, walks outside.
0: I hope the character's actual name is... Not her the, mom? Better than that?
1: No. <laughs> that's,
0: that's about as good a name as unobtainium. Like.
1: <laughs> not her mom says, and I thought it was all a dream. Why? Because not her mom is her. And the little boy is her son. <gasps> That's right. The little girl loses her mother and her house and is transported through time 20 years into the future.
0: sure David Lynch didn't have anything to do with this? Like,
1: And this is how it ends. She puts the floaty piece of rock back after not her mom says, Just remember, it's going to be really tough, but the house you were in, that's your house, and you're going to get your house. And you're going to get a husband, and you're going to get these sons, and it's going to be okay. And the one piece of information that is exchanged between the two of them of import is, the little boy says, my mom never has any time for me either. And the little girl says, well, that's just like my mom. She tells that to herself, older, and she changes. The end. Tales from the Loop. As I said, you're not going to watch it. Fair,
0: Fair enough. (laughs) That's
1: just now my questions, uh I don't really care that not a moon is thumpy. I wanna know about the robots. And I wanna know about this really sophisticated robot arm that her husband has when apparently not a robot looks more pieced together, but robot arm looks really extraordinary.
0: To be fair, there's not a whole lot of robots that I don't want to know about. Like yeah. if my kids get a goofy, like $5 robot toy and I've got to like, you know, put it together. Or I've got to put the batteries in. I'm playing with that thing first. Like, and it, that's not a sophisticated robot. Like I don't have to wonder, does that robot love? Like I, I, it, I don't have to blade run it and, and like see if it's a replicant and kill nope. it or, or shut it down or whatever. But I'm still fascinated by it. Mm-hmm. Even in, in, even in its simplicity.
1: So that's Tales from the Loop. There is another show I want you to see that I will just speak quickly on, and I I think it's on Disney. And it has nothing to do with the fact that uh, the one-legged doctor is hot. It has nothing to do with that. As a matter of fact, there is nothing this guy can't do to the point where I'm like, Dude, he can shoot an arrow, and he hikes, like, a lot. He hikes a lot.
0: That really sounds like the phrase that you have to say to get into a speakeasy in the 20s. The one-legged doctor is hot. They're like, <laughs> enter, enter.
1: <laughs> okay, it's a National Geographic thing. I'm positive it's on Disney. And... ah. Uh, Okay, well, I'll tell you what it's about. It's this National Geographic thing, and I want to say maybe I can look it up.
0: On and on Disney Plus, let me tell you, going down the National Geographic, like the the, the wormhole, like or just the rabbit, how, however you want to characterize that, it's really easy to do because they have they have got a mountain of content, like beyond like you know Star Wars, Marvel, your your traditional. Your, your traditional like Disney animation things of that nature. Wow, yeah. Nat Geo like has a reservoir that runs deep.
1: Um. Okay, clearly I'm not I'm not remembering his name correctly. I thought it was Andrew Lynn, but maybe it's Lynn Andrew. Andrew, uh, Andrew Lloyd Webber. It it could be. He is a doctor of something. I don't know what
0: science
1: <laughs> let's say he's generically 40 I have no idea how old he is he's just not super young and he's not super old uh he he has a prosthetic leg that looks awesome and you see it a lot because he wears shorts when you would think huh I would think your other leg would be cold but whatever no judgment I think your other leg the prosthetic one looks epic so it's just huh that's interesting and so he has this great Nat Geo job where he goes to places and uses science. Yes. For instance, now they did they did bait and switch me with Stonehenge because I'll watch anything Stonehenge. Oh, yes, I will. And so it's all about Stonehenge and where Stonehenge is. And it's at this place by a river that I've already forgotten. But the point is...
0: I really do want like when they finally reveal what Stonehenge is to be like it, it was like a city park. Like <laughs> They're like no, those were benches. Like we just
1: They never really address <laughs> what Stonehenge is. But apparently there what a river that runs, runs through, through it. it. Yeah. Okay, all right, all right. And the river, the river was smaller now, but apparently there was a massive river thing and hunter-gatherers thousands of years prior to Stonehenge lived there. And so they happen upon proof of all of this stuff. And I know they didn't happen upon any of it. But it's still really interesting when he and all of these other people's, you know, he, he knows archaeologists everywhere. And there's even an archaeologist guy. Oh, what? He's... It's not a pretend archaeologist
0: like indiana jones which which i can't stop thinking about
1: no this guy is i've got to find out what the word is but it's like he's a something archaeologist and this something archaeologist lives in the woods like you know pre-man type thing and that's how he lives and he so he like makes stuff and bows and arrows and he and uh but calls himself an archaeologist so i I'll have to unpack that later, because I watched a bunch of these all together, and Doctor, whoever he is, he can do everything. He can scuba dive. He can shoot a bow and arrow. He can hike like nobody's business, and and he's
0: fun. Are I you,
1: want to be his friend. I may be in love with him.
0: Are you sure you're not talking about George Clooney?
1: No, because this man is uh, the, of, of Asian descent, Oh so no, I know George... it's not George, but- he is the equivalent.
0: Maybe he's Giorgio. Like
1: a, this man can do everything, and uh, it's it's a National Geographic thing. And uh, one is they they go to Machu Picchu, but they don't really talk about Machu Picchu. They talk about something else like Machu. Enough, it doesn't matter. He takes a tablet and then he'll say, "And just, oh, I know what got me into it: the Knights of Templar? the Templar."
0: Yes, man, we are yes Potico today.
1: Oh my God. I'm all about that. So much so, I had to pause the show okay, that, and explain to Anna Grace about the TV show. The That
0: it really is fascinating. <laughs> it like, really is. If you have not dove down like <laughs> the Knights Templar, like wow, it's it's as much fun as the Illuminati. I, it I'm really is. Not gonna lie. Not gonna lie.
1: Anyway, I didn't know this. That when the knights were routed, a lot of them would swallow their gold. You know.
0: Right. Well, I mean, if you're...
1: However, the bad guys would then gut them because they knew they did that.
0: I was going to say, if you're committed enough to get that gold, I think you've earned it.
1: So here's the thing, and this is legit. There are all these tunnels, and they then could... They, they found all the guardhouse, and they're in the, tun- the actual Templar tunnels. and it's like, oh, this is so cool. And so then they do a projection of what the guard tower looked like above ground. So in each of the shows, they'll say, and science will let me, here's the difference. I have science. And he says that a lot. And so he takes the the iPad and he like starts up in, no, I'm sorry, he starts down where they've been. And then he goes pans up and you see this incredible thing. And it's like all over the parking lot. And it's like, those are lions. It's awesome.
0: I, I do like it when people use science.
1: I do. Now, if only I could. I'm going to give a, a quick perusal to Disney Plus again just to see. It should have popped out at me, and yet it didn't. It's totally worth watching, but I'm sure if you,
0: It would be know, helpful if we could give it a name.
1: It would be. Ah, Albert Lynn, and it's called Lost Cities. See? Look at him. He can clearly do anything.
0: He does look Quite ambidextrous.
1: He can do anything. See, I was so close. Which, which
0: might be a better name for the show.
1: He is Albert Euminlin, an award-winning scientist, technologist. I thought I was going to say scientist, but that's not real. Explorer and adventurer. He does. He is Indiana Jones.
0: That's he's pretty close.
1: Yeah, and he gets to do this. I mean, look at his website, man. Don't you?
0: He's just so manly. Wow, he's it. He can even make websites.
1: I know, right? Oh, I thought these were his abs. <laughs> it's like what? What is happening there? No, it's a rock formation. Anyway, which
0: I mean, if you have a good set of abs. People should be mixing up your abs with a – or that's what – if I ever get abs, and at this age I'm not. But if I did, I would call them the rock formation.
1: His projects range from an effort to search for the tomb of Genghis Khan using satellites and the jungles of Guatemala with aerial and ground-based LIDAR. Now, I'll admit, every time they said LIDAR, I thought they were saying Liger. And it just was distracting to me, but that's my own problem.
0: I believe I believe that's uh, pirate sonar. Li- Li-dar.
1: <laughs> like God,
0: like God, God,
1: yeah. So uh, he he has redefined human bionic capabilities. Well, obviously,
0: man, that is the beginning I mean? to a television I mean? show. look at him. He's, that, like, he's,
1: he's he's not threateningly handsome. He's just there's something going on here. And say I,
0: say that again. He is redefined what? Uh, human bionics? I'm telling you, like, that needs to be part of the preview for the new bionic man. Oh. Or the $6 million his dollar man. His handle
1: is Explorer Albert. Oh. And he has an Instagram. Of course he does. Now, here's the thing. I need to know. It says he has a PhD. I need to know what it's in. I'm just curious.
0: I want it to be something really innocuous. I do, like, too. Just be like, no, he's got it. It's in uh, mathematics. He's uh, he, can, he can do accounting. Like, if you yes. need someone to do his taxes, he can do that. But he just happens to know about all of this other stuff. So,
1: anyway, Lost Cities, you need to spend some time there. But if you only have time for one, watch the one about the Knights Templar, because I thought that was just really fascinating. Yeah. And all of it's really cool. And... There was a time in my life when I wanted to be an archaeologist, and then I turned thirteen and realized, "Oh, they're in the middle of nowhere. they don't have bathrooms that aren't outside, and then and I buried
0: that dream there's a lot less like Nazi fighting and whip yes. cracking and finding of biblical relics. <laughs> A lot that, less. Like I, I just assumed that's what they, they'd just be like. And here's the shroud of Turin, and like it, it starts floating like mm-hmm. it's almost spectral. I, I don't think that happens a lot. Like I'm, I'm. If we did find like the lost ark, I don't know that it does everything that Raiders says that it does, mm. and I think I'd be mad, and I'd just be like, I wasted my time. Yeah. They'll be like, this is one of the greatest archaeological finds ever what what do you think and i'll be like i wanted it to be like raiders this is dumb and you didn't melt i hate my job like (laughs) i opened it and i looked directly into it and my face isn't melted
1: (laughs) (laughs) anyway lost cities it's a national geographic thing it's on disney plus and it is educational it's really pretty interesting
0: It's definitely that.
1: Yeah, it sure is that. And 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 as you watch like an episode, another episode, it's like, oh, I'm not so interested that I would climb up that. Because clearly, when you see the camera people fall, clearly this is rough going, and everyone's like, make
0: make sure you got it. You're sure footed there.
1: And when they say, so how many machetes do we have? Will that be enough to cut through the jungle? It's like, nah, I'll just watch them do it. Yeah. Because that looks like really hard work with bugs.
0: I'm sure if you've got that many machetes that you're calculating for, it's probably heavy.
1: And I believe someone said, Oh, that long needled cactus, cactus cactus, just went into my groin. Hold on. Ow, that hurts. <laughs> like <laughs> Yeah. Anyway.
0: Man, that's that's not a sentence I want to have to say. <laughs> no. Ever. Ever. Like in jest. Um, for any reason.
1: I got a lot more pleasure out of Lost Cities than I did of Tales from the Loop.
0: Every time you start that, I think you're going to say Tales from the Crypt.
1: Yeah. And I think that's I just, what they want me to think. I just
0: hear that little cackle of that... That hateful little skeleton man.
1: And maybe if Philip Glass did the music for the National Geographic thing, I would be less interested. But yet, here we are. Yeah. So there you go. Um, so tales from the crypt. If you want something, nope. Luke. <laughs> see tales from the loop. Tales
0: from the crypt. <laughs> if
1: if you want something that's very esoteric, and I told you the first episode, but I don't think that matters because the second one's got nothing to do with it. Okay. Just be prepared. It's going to be dark and slow. Lost Cities, Disney Plus. Fall in love with Explorer Albert, and I do want to hear the story about his leg because I'm hoping a great white shark was involved, or,
0: or maybe like he found like like the Spear of Destiny, yes, or or like Noah's Ark or something, something that Indiana Jones should have found if there was twelve of these movies. But there's only four.
1: Yes, because it's just like, oh, I was born like that. I was like, oh, okay, that's oh, fine. You're, you're doing an awesome job, but I kind of thought with all of this, it'd be something really special. Not that that isn't special. Not to be offensive to anyone who has lost any manner of limbs. By the way, my friend Billy Ash, born with no legs uh, or knees, right above the knees, he had no, and he used to take them off in second grade. And when he took them off, he was the fastest runner in St. Bernadette. I'm not kidding, because Jimmy Kelleher was the fastest with his legs on. But, well, his, his didn't come off. I but re- <laughs> I
0: really have a feeling if pop-up video ever became a podcast.
1: My friend Chris wrote for pop-up.
0: It would be The very, same one
1: I saw Star Trek with.
0: It would be very similar <laughs> to what you and I do. Just it, instead, like the only thing we don't have is that little bloop. bloop. Yeah, that's, that's it.
1: I told Billy that what he should do. It'd be the tall man at the circus because it'd be super easy for him. He'd just get really long legs. And his actually were wooden.
0: And what what did he say?
1: He said, it's a good idea. Billy was awesome. I mean, it, okay,
0: it is a good idea. All it right, is. I'm just making sure. I mean, he's not wrong. You know wrong. what else he did? He's not wrong.
1: He would just lean up against the back of a wall and sit. And he's like, Bet your legs hurt. Mine don't. He's <laughs> like, you can sit like that forever. It's like, pretty much.
0: They don't feel like they're asleep.
1: I was <laughs> like, that was amazing. I should find out if he became the tall man in the circus.
0: It would be interesting if that's the that's the advice. He <laughs> Second
1: took. grade Jane passes like, this along. Well,
0: my friend Jane, like, I mean, she told me and it inspired me at a very yes. young age. And I'm living my dream. I'm living.
1: I wonder when you let I do not recall going to high school with him.
0: I don't think you have to graduate to be in the circus.
1: Oh, okay. I'm mm. pretty sure.
0: Right. I don't think so, I mean I'm not in this all of the mo- everything I know about the circus is based on <laughs> movies, so like I don't even know that that's true <laughs> like I'm sure that like the greatest showman like is not a realistic depiction uh Dumbo both of them um i don't I don't think how are there a lot of elephants that can fly is that is that real is that is that accurate to circus they life?
1: can fly on m class planets.
0: Uh, Probably, I would assume.
1: So, thank you for listening to Binge or Cringe. We appreciate your patience. I am Jane Ellen. And I'm
0: Adam Cravens. You've been listening to Binge or Cringe. Download your favorites and keep up with new episodes in the Hints and Oakley Podcast Center.